Disclosure, we have not read or seen everything. Ain't nobody got time for that. I don't have a life and I haven't read everything. Because of that, there's a chance we may not know something or get something right. We're here to have fun and talk about our opinions and points of views on comics and characters we like. So don't take our opinions to heart, and if we get something wrong, feel free to let us know. But don't be an asshole about it. Also, we can't do words good. Hey Brittany, hey Brittany, pass your Dr. Pepper can up. Oh hey, thanks. (laughs) That was so delayed. (laughs) Uh, It's the second best soda. Like that's what's the first best? It don't uh, you dare Pib. say Coke. No, absolutely not. You don't like Mr. Pib? No. Why? It's a knockoff, Dr. Pepper. No, it's Dr. Pepper, but better. It's no. the people's Dr. Pepper. This no. is a fancy. This is a fancy. Went to college for eight years, kind of soda. And Mr. Pib is the people's version of Dr. Pepper. I can respect Mr. Pib. Dr. Pepper did not go through all those years of college to be disrespected like this. Anyways, this is Keeping Up with the Winds, <laughs> episode six. Six? Right. Yeah, I'm pretty six. sure it's six. Uh, that's Brittany. I'm Anthony. What's up? So, uh, this episode, we are going to be covering episode. or <laughs> This episode, we're going to be covering issues eight and nine of Grayson. It's the um, long-awaited story, ballad, sensation of Jim and Juan. Who are Jim and Juan, you may ask? Well, you're about to find out. Grayson issue number eight, Cross My Heart and Hope to Die. Writer is Tom King. Artist is Mike Janine. Colorist is Jeremy Cox, and letterer is Carlos M. Mangal. This issue starts with switching back and forth between the past and present in each panel. In one scene, we see Mr. Minnow speaking to a Carmen Sandiego-looking reporter, and in the other, we see Helena and Minnow speaking in his office. Minnows is leaking the superhero identity to the reporter and essentially telling her the whole reason he joined Spiral was to expose their secrets and that he's not worried that they're going to come after him. In the other, Minnows essentially telling Helena that he's leaving Spiral, he came here for a purpose and has completed a mission, but he's also been kind of lying to them. He asks Helena if he could look at her crossbow since he's always admired it. When Helena hands it over, he reminds her of when she shot the dummy that looked like Dick in the beginning of the series, and it made him see how loyal Helena was to Spiral. He aims the crossbow at her and shoots her in the chest, saying that, in that instance, he knew that she would have to go first. It then skips to the gym class that Dick is teaching, and he's trying to teach the girls something on the uneven gymnastic bar thingies, and the girls are basically fawning over Dick's ass instead of paying attention to him. Lottie names his left cheek Juan and the right cheek Jim. They continue to discuss him and how it's a shame that he's gay, but they don't really care, and it's a whole thing. As Dick is trying to get them to pay attention to what he's trying to teach them, Dr. Nitz rushes in with an injury Helena while yelling for help. Dick gracefully dismounts and runs to Helena's side. Apparently, Poppy's missing an action at the moment. They don't quite know where she is. Dick is trying to find out who shot Helena, 
while the doctor is yelling for Poppy and medical supplies, and basically she's freaking the fuck out, guys. Just as Poppy runs in, Helena idiotically yanks that arrow from her chest. Poppy instructs the students to get to the shelter for safety, and Helena warns Dick that Minnows is going to go after Agent 1 first, and that he's in the chapel on campus. She also says that he didn't kill her immediately because she always keeps her sights on her crossbow off when it's holstered, and Minnows didn't know that. Helena passes out. Dick instructs Nitz to get the comms back online and for Poppy to get Helena and the students to safety so that he can go after Minnows. Dr. Nitz warns Dick that he'll be ready for him and that he will plan on killing Dick. Dick responds while jumping through a window saying, do you think I really care? While everyone is moving around, Lottie and the gang decide, you know, instead of going to the shelter where it's safe, let's go after our handsome gay gym teacher and that they need to go get their costumes and change before that they can go. I don't get it. In the chapel, we see Tony kneeling on the ground with Minnows behind him pointing a gun. Minnows basically insults his fate and Tony very easily disarms him and slams his face into the ground. Tony trains the gun on Minnows' crotch and tells him to explain himself or he's gonna shoot the man parts off. Minnow replies that he tried to tell him he has a secret. Just then, the fully reassembled Paragon appears behind Tony and throws him into a wall. Manos explains that Paragon has the powers of the Justice League and that when you plan on exposing the secrets of a powerful organization, it doesn't hurt to have somebody of his caliber on your side. Just as Paragon is about to kill Tony, Dick jumps in and pushes him out of the way. They basically catch each other up on what they know is going on. And Dick assures that they're not going to die and Tony calls him an idiot. You know, normal stuff. While they're fighting Paragon, Dick gives Tony advice on how each of the Justice League members' powers work and kind of how to how to see their tells and how to, you know, get a jump on them. He comes to the realization that they never recovered the heart and that that is going to be its weak spot. Dick asks Tony where his gun is. Tony laughs and says it's on the other side of Paragon. Just as Tony tells Dick that he was right and that they're gonna die, Lottie and the team comes running up and shooting their crossbows at Paragon. Lottie picks up the gun and tosses it to Dick as he does a really excessive but greatly appreciated flip over Paragon. Tony pauses remembering that Agent 8 said that he was a terrible shot and Dick tells him that's what spies do. We lie. He announces extra credit to the girls and shoots Paragon in the chest taking him out. Once again, the girls are chicken out Dick but are interrupted with Minnows getting back up. He starts monologuing about how they're just gonna cover up the situation like everything else they've done but they can't do anything about him and he's gonna out their secrets. He promises to do so by saying cross my heart and hope to die while you know crossing his heart and it's punctuated by an arrow going through his heart. He crumples to the ground and reveals Helena behind him saying I fixed the sights. It then skips back to Minnows talking to the reporter. He explains that he took a page out of Dick's book and faked his death by using a light composite that he created. Carmen Sandiego lookalike asks him what his plans are and where he's gonna go while she looks for her lipstick in her purse. Apparently, he planned on going to Ireland where someone wanted information on Dick Grayson. Carmen interrogates Minnows and asks him how he knows that Spiral didn't manipulate him into doing any of this, and that if he knows that they didn't just want to use him for their own gain. He's taken back as she continues to call him a cliche bat villain, except that he doesn't obsess over things like penguins, and that maybe they just used him to attract Dick into their web and now they can't let their bait go. She pulls out her lipstick from the bag and brings it up to her mouth to apply it. Minnows just then realizes 
that he's actually talking to Agent Zero, and he thought that she was just a rumor. He realizes that she's going to kill him, and in his last moments, he tries to reveal his actual identity to her. But, like, just right out of a Totally Spies episode, the lipstick shoots out some kind of small needle-like spike into Minnow's swirly face, killing him. She leaves him with a, Honestly, mister, do you really think I care? This is Grayson number six, Nemesis, written by Tom King. The art is by Mikkel Janine. The colorist is Jeremy Cox. And the letterer is Carlos M. Mangle. This issue starts off with everyone's favorite ongoing scene of Dick radioing Bruce. But Bruce isn't actually answering the radio. Something's going on. And Dick is getting frustrated. We then flash back to the intro scene of issue one. But this time, someone's framing Dick for the murder of a man he knocked out on the roof. Turns out, there was a spy assassin going on every mission Dick and Helena have been on, following and framing Dick for the murder. Cut back to the present, Helena is being informed of this by a coalition of spies that invited Minos to be Spiral's liaison. Minos, Helena informs them, is dead, having been shot through the heart by Helena herself. Someone is trying to spark a war between the world's greatest spy organizations, and now Helena is tasked with finding out who. Now we jump to Spain, where Tiger and Dick are breaking into a museum through a hidden passage behind the painting. All right, Dick Grayson, get your clothes off, Tiger says. Dick Grayson has to change into his tux because he's going undercover at a ball to steal a Kryptonian crystal from a duchess's necklace. Grayson is caught mid-change by a security guard Tiger then has to incapacitate. We are then shown a montage of all the agents dying that Dick was framed for. Now we jump back to the ballroom where we see the aforementioned Duchess make a grand entrance and our favorite spy Dick Grayson asks her for a dance. She obviously accepts. During the dance we are shown zoom shots of Dick pickpocketing the gem. The dance comes to a stop and Dick ends it with a kiss. He says goodbye as he runs off. Once he reaches the door, the Duchess realizes her necklace is missing and calls for security. He tells Tiger to run now. We then see Helena on her way back to Spiral in the Spiral Copter. She's on the radio with Nets, informing her of the clear connections of the murder to Grayson. They both agree it's clearly a frame job while discussing who it can be besides Helena. Her eyes widen, demanding Nets put Grayson on the comms now. Helena informs Dick that he needs to separate from Tiger immediately. Grayson listens, knocks out Tiger, and sleeps through their entrance hatch. While Tiger is laying unconscious on the floor, someone approaches him from the shadows. Dick Grayson throws an escrima stick out of the hatch, hitting the would-be assassin knocking them out, saving Tiger's life. Tiger then wakes up to five guards pointing guns at him and yelling at him in Spanish. And the issue ends. So welcome back. Now now that you know who Jim and Juan are, Anthony, tell me. First of all, I actually want you to answer two things. Number one, what did you think of this issue? And number two, who do you prefer, Jim or Juan? Uh, Juan because uh, the name is better. Okay, so I like this issue, but apparently I don't like it as much as I remember liking it. Uh-huh. Because there's a lot of tonal shifts in this issue that kind of are weird. Oh, it absolutely. It starts out with the whole conversation with Minos and, and Helena, and then he shoots her, and then it goes to the fun Jim and Juan commentary. Then Paragon shows up, and it, it's just... <laughs> Jumping all over the place, it feels like. It's very issue. much a busy issue. I remember Paragon and the Jim and Juan episode being separate. I, I, uh-huh. I didn't, or issue being separate. I didn't, I don't remember them being combined like this. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely busy, especially since he's having two conversations at once here in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But we start off with uh, Minnows shooting Helena. Well, I mean, after intermitted with him talking to uh, Carmen San Diego looking lady. Who <laughs> we come to find out is Agent Zero. I just want to point out, Mr. Minos is such a bitch. <laughs> like, he couldn't fight Helena on his own. So he says, hey, let me look at your weapon. Oh, that's so cool. And then shoots her. You know what I mean? Well, listen, Helena is a seasoned field agent. Minos sits behind a desk and has... Co- conferences with himself okay it's behind a desk no he doesn't have a desk Brittany. He yes has he a does spider don't chair fucking correct me <laughs> his spider chair has all its computers on it but he also has a desk i don't think he sits at the desk often i think it's more spider chair okay but one thing that i found kind of funny with this issue was helena gets shot she gets found by dr uh is it nitz Dr. Nitz? Is that how you pronounce it? I can never pronounce it you right. Just say Dr. Nazi. Dr. Nazi. Who you're talking okay. about. <laughs> but her, her first her first thought is, you know, the matron of the school's been shot. I'm gonna bring her to Agent 37. No, not even <laughs> I'm gonna take her to the gym. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take her to the gym in front of her students. <laughs> I'm not gonna take her to the medical wing. <laughs> I know I could easily take her to my office and fix everything. I could take her to, you know, medically work Mm. on her. I'm going to take her to this gym in the high school. I'm going to traumatize these teenagers. (laughs) And then cut to Helena being a dumbass and then ripping the fucking arrow out of her chest. Yeah, no, I wrote that too because you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) That's a big (laughs) no-no. You would assume that Season Spy would know, hey, you're not supposed to remove the arrow. That's going to cause more blood loss. Yeah. I mean, it's simple science, Selena. And that just kind of breaks the whole Jim and Juan vibe that they got going on. Because she's not passed out until she pulls that out. Then she passes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's stupid. Like, really? <laughs> This happens just after Poppy and the girl, or not Poppy, what's her name? Lottie. Ma- Lottie? Yeah. Lottie and the girls, because Poppy's the not a cannibal. Yes, <laughs> Poppy is the resident cannibal. This happens just after Lottie and them have been admi- admiring uh, Jim and Juan. <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. Grayson here can't use the fucking door like a normal person. He's he gotta have the through. Fl- the window, which I'm assuming it's like a second floor window, right? I mean, by the looks of it, it looks yes. like he swings up there instead of just door. That would have been so much faster. <laughs> and why does Spiral not have bulletproof windows? Yeah, that that's very problematic. Um, I think they maybe got tired of having to replace the bulletproof windows, and they're just like, you know what, regular tempered glass, it's cheaper. But, I don't know, I feel like it's just not safe. And then another issue I have is, why is Dick leaving an unconscious, bleeding out Helena with both a Nazi doctor and a cannibal? And poor students. Well, the students leave. It's a great idea. Hey, our hot gay teacher 
just left to go fight off this person who pretty much almost just killed our the matron of our school who is very trained well trained let's go after him but not only do they go after him they're like wait we need to get our costumes question because it's something i noticed in this particular page Mm -hmm. does it look like she's dragging helena by her hair No, no, I don't think so. It, to me, it looks like she's dragging her hands Helena are too high. I think she's like laying like on a mat or something. Um, another. What? What's your next note? Because my next note is Tiger is such a badass. Underlined four times. <laughs> uh, mine is I heart Tony. Okay, so we're on the same page here. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, he's in his in the chapel praying. And Mr. Vidos comes up with a pistol to the back of his head, and he immediately slams his face to the floor instead of even flinching because of the gun. Listen, once again, he is a seasoned agent. (laughs) Minnows sits behind a desk. He doesn't have a fucking chance. Also, um, at the same, like, the second after Minnows basically face plants... Uh, Paragon jumps on in. No, he jumps on in right after Minos is like, I have a secret. (laughs) You know, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but that launches into a giant fighting scene in which Tony basically fights barefoot. Uh Uh-huh. And like, like, I I understand he doesn't have time to be like, hold on guys, let me put on some fucking shoes. But like, like, that's a bad respect. And then I just love how um, Dick kind of coaches him through um, taking down Paragon. Because mm-hmm. he knows the Justice League, he knows the powers, he knows Paragon. Um, my one thing about this is, like, I get that they're missing. he's missing the heart, mm-hmm. which gives him, you know, Wonder Woman's powers, but Paragon's surprisingly easy to kill. <laughs> So he doesn't have the strength, but it's kind of like, um, it reminds me of the Amazo, I think it is, where it replicates the powers. That's Amazo, right? Yeah. Um, it, it just reminds me of that. And I think it's since they took him down so quickly and Dick knew what to expect from him, they were able to take him down quickly so that he couldn't kind of get a rhythm and get used to his powers. But like, he's like, you know been alive I mean? before and had the powers before. But he was dead. I, we don't know if he has the memory from before or what. Because with my, my logic is, even discounting having the super invulnerability, Green Lanterns don't have super invulnerability. They just put a fucking shield around their mm-hmm. whole bodies, which you have Green Lantern's power. Do that. Well, it's also the balancing of the powers. So he's got Green Lantern in one hand, but he's got Cyborg in another. Which one do I use? It's like a split second. Uh, you got to decide. <laughs> Don't well, use Cyborg's powers. Okay, <laughs> but he's also got... What else does he have? He's got the brain of... I feel like if you have no, one power that's super overpowered, lean into that one and pull out the other one when you need it. Well, yeah. Like, Black Canary has her 
super, like, stylized. Mm-hmm. Like, her super good at martial arts. She's one of the best fighters in the DC universe. So she focuses in on using that and doesn't really use her scream that often. But if mm. she trained her scream, I'm sure she can use it better. But she already has this one thing that she's super good at and doesn't use the scream as a crutch. Well, it also... While, while they are limited in the issue, they also the girls also had enough time to get changed, run across campus and find the chapel, be chapel? armed. They're fighting in the chapel. They're definitely not in the chapel anymore. <laughs> there is rubble around them. That's okay, they chapel. destroyed it. <laughs> Whatever. They had enough time to do that. So I'm assuming there was a, a pretty good portion of time at least allocated for this fight. I just feel like this fight itself should have gone into the next issue. It should have been like a, at the very end, you think that he's going to win. Mm-hmm. And it let, leaves a cliffhanger for the next issue. And then the next issue it picks up and they reverse it and beat Paragon. No, I get that. Um, there might have been some more timetable issues or um, they might not have been able to push an extra half issue for it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate the way that they kill Paragon or take him down. Yeah, where Dick's just like, bitch, better have my money, blop, 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 shoots him <laughs> right in the head. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then fucking Helena Bertinelli jumps in and she's like, I fucking fixed it, bitch. Bang, bang. Yeah, after not ha- after having almost bled out minutes earlier. So they also had to clearly have had time to wake up Helena and fix her. And for her to run across campus. So clearly, there's at least a 30-minute fight here. So Helena shoots Minnows, blah, 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 blah. And then it jumps back to uh, the interview Minnows is doing. And at one point, I'm trying to find it. Okay, it's in the second panel from the bottom. Uh, Agent Zero calls Minos a cliche bat villain. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. <laughs> I thought it was great. Except over secrets instead of, I don't know, penguins. Uh-huh. Oh, another thing I thought was pretty neat is the way that he explains that he used a, a light composite to uh-huh. pretend to be over there when he's actually here the whole time. Yeah. I thought that was neat. Well, it also kind of, I think it tied in, um, in the other issues, Minnows is sometimes seen in what I assume is either Mist or his office, whatever, it gets confusing because of the wallpaper. Um, but he's seen there with two others of himself. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of a good foreshadowing to this. Yeah. And Well, I mean, even- I also like that he's using what he said is Dick Grayson's own plan. Mm-hmm. Where he faked his death and he's secretly alive still. But uh, it leads me to believe Minos, he always had two copies of himself. Maybe he's still alive. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe that was the second light composite. Yeah, because uh, we see that this Minos ends up getting shot with a gadget that I can only assume they got inspiration from Totally Spies because it's a lipstick gun. That Carmen San Diego uses. 
I love it. I want one. Anthony, buy me one of those. And she shoots uh, this possibly fake Minos right in the face. So, Brittany, what did you think of issue nine? So, Anthony, I'm very happy. Very, very very happy. happy with this issue? Listen... The last, I don't know, two episodes, we have not been able, I'm sorry if you hear my pencil, but I have to talk with my hands. We have not been able to add to our tally of Dick shirtless talking to Batman. (laughs) But guess what we get opened up with? Just that. So I'm going to go ahead and start talking with this issue with adding to our tally. As soon as I can find it. Please give me a I'm flipping through pages. I really need a bookmark this page. Um. There, I found it. Okay. Tally mark added. We are up to six. Okay, so another thing I really like that this issue does, it's a trend that keeps happening in the series this is Mm -hmm. i think the third or fourth time it's popped up third where we've been shown the intro scene to the series again but from a different angle different viewpoint just i really like how it keeps popping up they keep showing exactly like point to point him jumping down tumbling down Mm -hmm. on the train really cool yeah um it kind of reminds me i don't know if you ever saw the movie if you have i'm sorry if you haven't, count yourself lucky. Um, maybe I just didn't get it. I I was like maybe like 12 or 13 when I saw it. Was the one where there's a bomb that's planted? It's called Vantage Point. Uh-huh. You know uh, the movie? <laughs> I actually kind of liked that movie. Because <laughs> I like the idea of it jumping from different beats to different beats and showing the same 20 minutes but from a different perspective and kind of building the story that way. I I thought that was neat. It it got... Okay, I liked the idea of it. I felt like the execution was a bit lacking. Oh, yeah, no, I was a big fan of the story that they told, but uh, I liked that. I I love that style of uh, storytelling. Like, there would be unanimous groans. (laughs) (laughs) It just kind of brought me back to that, but instead of groaning since it's you know only the third time it's like oh hey that's kind of cool and then we're surprised that by this one uh there's a violent murder of the person that was on top of the train <laughs> in this one as opposed to the last one i mean we, we assume seeing. violent murder oh uh, well no this person's definitely murdered but it's trying to make it look like dick murdered him but we would for sure know if dick murdered him because Midnighter was watching this whole thing happen. Yeah. So Midnighter would have commented on it. No comment on it. So that means Midnighter stopped watching because Dick Grayson wasn't there anymore. I mean, at that point, he was telling Matron, I'm in. Yeah. You know, the cliche spirit thing. And then it also takes a, a, you know, maybe for some people a surprising turn where, surprising turn where Helena takes Minos' place. Yeah. Um, I really like this intro just because she's doing, like, this power stance staring down at the city mm-hmm. from this, uh, skyscraper window. Absolutely. It's a really good panel. It's just, it's very powerful, and it's very, um, 
I, I don't want to say it's it's got such a like a not a villain not quite action movie vibe but it it leaves some mystery there i guess is what i'm trying to say it has mystery and power she's giving me strong amanda waller vibes that too that's a good point one of my favorite things about this issue since you just flipped the page is it's essentially a heist a heist mission yeah, it's and like I Ocean's it. Eleven, but Ocean's Two. Ocean's Two. <laughs> I mean, because there's just Agent One and Agent Thirty Seven. That's it. Ocean's Thirty Seven. Ocean. No, it'd Ocean's be Ocean's Thirty Six. It'd be Ocean's Thirty Eight. Oh, I subtracted you, Adam. <laughs> yeah. What functional reason does this museum have for having a trap door behind the painting? You mean an access panel? Yeah, that's well, Anthony. It's clearly for heist purposes. Like the person who designed the museum is like, you know what? One of these days, someone's gonna want to break in. They need a little entrance right here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for all we know, they could have made the the tunnel. I don't know Uh, how. (laughs) Don't ask. I just said I don't know. Don't (laughs) ask me. But um, I love, like, the first thing that Tony says is Dick Grayson strip. <laughs> why wouldn't he have had him changed before they broke through the wall? Well, what if he gets all dirty? That that access panel has got to be dusty and dirty, Anthony. He needs to look his best, okay? Okay, change and then put something on over your suit, like a plastic bag or something. Like a plastic bag. Not even like a, you know, like a jumpsuit? Yeah. Well, no, a jumpsuit would wrinkle everything. You need a big old plastic bag. Oh my God. No, you know what you need? You need one of those inflatable samurai suits. Y- you know or what he not needs? sumo suits. Those inflatable sumo suits. He needs a lint roller. <laughs> and then I, we get this montage of murders that Dick Grayson's being framed for. But, like, my issue with this is he wasn't dressed like this during every one of these missions, so why do they keep showing him dressed like this? Like, it's clearly just a frame job. It's clearly for consistency, Anthony. Also, why did they murder this man while he's using the urinal? <laughs> it's when he's least gonna expect it. Um, if The second rude. panel, second top panel, can you zoom in on it, please? I actually just noticed this. Blood hair. Yeah. It's exactly what I just noticed. Uh, there's some. It looks like blonde hair. It could be streakies from. Well, the it's movement. literally his issue. It's his issue one outfit that mm-hmm. he was wearing when he broke onto the plane yeah. or train. The plane. <laughs> that would have been very impressive. Uh, so um, it, it may just be because we watched it recently. It may be because we love Henry Cavill, but it gives. The the heist kind of gives me some vibes from Man from Uncle. The dance is over. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's so shocked that he says that the dance is over. I've got to go, and she's she looks genuinely shocked in that picture, right? She does. <laughs> My biggest issue is with this is when they're dancing. We're shown he pockets. The gem, right? Yeah. 
Why are we shown later he's holding it behind his back? Did he put it in his pocket and then, because he knew we were going to be looking, pulled it out yes. and was like, hey, look, guys. Flair for the dramatics. It's a wine thing, okay? <laughs> uh, he can't we help himself. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a bit extra, but um, I think my, my favorite part of this whole thing is when he's discovered and he runs by Tony. And just Uh their dialogue between the two. (laughs) Well, another thing is, like, while I like the whole pickpocketing thing, an issue I kind of do have with it is Dick Grayson is canonically Romani. And it's like, why would you have your one Romani character be the pickpocket? Because that's kind of what they're stereotyped as being all the time. Uh You know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of a bad look. Okay, well, you've got... uh... (laughs) A Romani individual, and then I believe uh, Tony is Muslim. I think so. So, I mean, it's a rock and a hard place. Well, I mean, I just think Nick is at least charming enough to pull it off. But the whole thing is Romani are stereotyped as being scammers and thieves, pickpockets. Like, that's where the the word gypped comes from. Like, it's a mm-hmm. bad word. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if they just weren't thinking about it. I mean, um, I don't think they really kind of... Like, I, I know, I don't think it was a conscientious move. No. I just think, uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of a bad look. While I like the whole stealing scene, it it's kind of a bad look. No, I agree. To point out. I mean, I didn't really think about that either, so... I guess that is not, not the best idea, but... Yeah. I mean, I think between the two, I think you might forget mm-hmm. that Dick is, and having him do it might be the lesser of two evils. Helena's trying to stop Grayson from murdering Tiger, I think, is what she thinks is going to happen, which I don't know why he would do that. They've all been enemy agents in like the previous ones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I don't, even if it was Dick... I don't see what the issue of murdering enemy spies would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Anthony, do you, do you want to talk about your favorite panel for issue eight? My pen- favorite panel for issue eight is uh, Tiger pinning Minos to the floor. <laughs> um, first of all, Minos is getting what he fucking deserves. He's a piece of shit. I've said it throughout this whole series, forgetting that it led up to this point where he betrays them. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, and then also the way that they drew Tiger is really great. I really enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I love it too. It's great. Such a such a power move. I knew you were gonna pick that one, so I didn't pick it for myself. Uh huh. Instead, I went with where Dick is flipping over to catch the gun. So Dick flips over Paragon in order to catch the gun that the girls threw for him so that he can then shoot Paragon and take him down. Yeah, I it's really just like kind of a cool. Speaking of them doing flips and stuff like that, because like, we both really like that in all of the issues, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That actually is my issue nine favorite panel is when he's doing flips and stuff. I really like the You chose different... the train flippy shit? I like the different vantage point of this. It it looks really cool. So I we both chose flips. It led right <laughs> into Vide. That's pretty great. I mean, it looks nice. I really like the way that they do this in the in the issues. Mm-hmm. 
No, I agree. I think it's one of my favorite things about at least the series. I know they do it here and there for some other things, but oh. it's just so heavy in this. I, I just love it. Yeah, I, I also love when it pops up in some Harley comics occasionally, mm-hmm. too. So my favorite panel in your issue is the uh, panel where he says, dance with me. Oh, I know exactly why this is your favorite panel. It's another thing that we really like that they keep doing in this series. Uh, that It's a method you can only do in comics, right? Um, I've actually like, seen, I've seen people do it in videos Have where you? they put the fake white space and then it makes it look like it's coming out towards you. Um, Dick is stretching out his hand and asking the lady that he ends up robbing to dance with him. And the image is cut in the middle. I don't know. It's, it's got like this really cool, um, I wouldn't say vibe, but the paneling of it, it, it's really pretty. We've talked about how we like uh, mm-hmm. them messing with the white space before. How yeah. like they did it with him breaking through the wall and the old gun issue. Uh, this. They do it a lot in this series. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not as much as, like, some other, like, fourth wall breaking series, mm-hmm. but, I mean, for not breaking the fourth wall, it happens a surprising amount. I feel like with this specific instance, the first time I read it, I didn't notice it. Yeah, well, I mean, this specific scene kind of reminds me of, like, a Man from Uncle thing, too. Uh-huh. With the reaching out, like, it'd be a quick shot like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, who is your off fleek for this week? My off leak, it's going to have to be Mr. Minnows. In which, oh, he's only in this issue. He's only in one issue. (laughs) Which Minnows? Um, It's going to be the one in the interview, even though he kind of wears the same thing, but he's also wearing like a jacket. Oh, is he wearing the same thing? I could have sworn he was wearing something different. Oh, no, go back one. Yeah, the bottom issue or bottom panel. I don't know if he, I think that one's kind of a good shot of his outfit too. Or like this. Yeah. You might need to make a collage of them to show because there's so many different angles. (laughs) Listen. My question with this is, does he normally have transition lenses? (laughs) Because normally they're regular glasses, right? Yeah. And in this one, they look like they're sunglasses. So I'm assuming they're transition lenses. See, that's why I'm saying. That's a good point. Um, so that's why I'm saying maybe it's a like the light composite, so you can't see his eyes. Maybe it's like a ditto where like everything looks exactly the same except for the eyes. Or does he just wear the glasses so that you know where his eyes are because his face is all swirly? I don't know. He doesn't even need the glasses. <laughs> Um, I have a I have a side note for you after we're done recording about uh-huh. wearing glasses when you don't need to. Um, but I mean, just look at him. Look at him, yeah. Anthony. Really? Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Um, I was really close to choosing the Carmen San Diego sitting. Or wait, never mind. I'm thinking off fleek. For off fleek, it's in the my bad. Uh, my off fleek is in the same issue as yours actually it's not a civilian outfit it's Mm -hmm. actually paragon okay Uh uh-huh um he looks like a cheap off-brand dark side (laughs) and that's my issue with you hit the nail on the head with that (laughs) 
Like, he he looks like, I don't know, I just, I, I don't like the look. It looks like Darkseid, but like slightly variated off because all the power is going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other way to explain it. That's that's about He's it. Got, like, Dollar, some, Tree dark, some dark weird... <laughs> Dollar Tree Darkseid. Dollar Tree Darkseid. He's got like some weird metallic muscles going on too. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought you were going to choose the checkmate cyborg looking dude. I was thinking about it, but I decided Paragon looks like Dollar Tree Darkseid. I wrote down that exact phrase, too, on my notes. He That's looks great. like a Dollar Tree Darkseid. <laughs> okay. Um, who is your on fleek? Um, so we kind of heavily addressed it. It's in your issue all mm-hmm. the way at the beginning. It's Helena. Oh, okay. So we got the suit. same one. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Not, I not was Carmen really San close. No, I was thinking about going her but i really like this one i i wanted to make sure it's at least mentioned because at first i was gonna make it my favorite panel for this issue Mm -hmm. but i'm like i can't have the same favorite panel and the same favorite outfit (laughs) so i I cut it down to just that because it it's really nice helena Mm -hmm. is constantly making the top bill on that one Listen, she's going to kick ass, but she's going to look great while doing it. And I respect that. And then I like that. the little spiral earrings that she has going on. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. It's Re- just really good. Yeah. Um. So do you want to do your favorite cover? Uh, I think you already know what my favorite cover is. It's kind of hard to miss. Issue like going into this, any of our fans, I'm pretty sure, or any of our listeners, I'm pretty sure would be able to recognize what my favorite cover is just based off the covers. Uh huh. It, it's the one where Mr. Minos is getting punched in the face. <laughs> you know, I actually chose that as mine as well, but I wanted to give an honorable mention because it made it difficult. They did a variant cover based off of the movie poster for Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. We talked mm-hmm. about it when we were talking about the issues, trying to find all the movie variant posters, because I really liked when they were doing themes like that. Yeah, I-, I liked it, but there's just something so satisfying about well, the Mono I- Punch one. I also like the glasses are broken, and I like the way that they drew the stars. Like, they're not greatly drawn, but they're very con- like they're very stylized, if that well, makes sense. They're, they're also not perfect kinda, stars, they're kind of off. They're also kind of knocking the spiral off his face. Uh-huh. Which I greatly appreciated. It's um, great. I love it. Uh, dishonorable mention. It would have been nice if it was a variant cover, but for whatever reason, for issue 9, they decided the main cover needs to be the Joker, because it was the Joker's 75th anniversary. Instead of doing which, variants like they did with the Flash or the Harley Quinn, they made, they made it, it the main, main cover. Main. I don't know. I feel like it left off an opportunity to have an artist do a real cover. Like, no, there's no I reason agree. to have it as the main cover. Joker's not mentioned in it. No, no reason for him to be on the cover. It no, I get place. it. I agree. Which one was your favorite background character? Who's your background rebound for this? So, they don't give her a name. At least I don't remember them giving her a name. But it's going to be the Duchess that he steals from. I want to know more about her and her family and why the fuck they have a Kryptonian jewel. Something I really liked about like this character is her dress really reminds me of uh, Catwoman's wedding dress. Yes, I loved that dress so much. 
Right? Doesn't it kind of look like it with the, the black and the, uh-huh. the fringes? I mean, I'd wear that dress. And I'm assuming she's a widow because she's wearing a black veil. I don't know for sure, but anytime I see black veil, I assume widow. <laughs> I mean, it could just be part of her uh, hairpiece. Who is yours? My background rebound that I'd like to see more about is the security guard who finds Dick Grayson and Tiger preparing for the mission in the museum. What, where Dick's mid-change? Uh-huh. I know we didn't mention that either. And so he's like, senor? <laughs> your pantalones? Is his pantalones? His one run-in he has with a, a robbery. Yeah. And he gets taken down by a fucking spy. I I just feel like it'd be a very good uh, like little one shot series following him in his life. <laughs> I yeah, I mean he definitely stumbled upon a very interesting situation. He was mm-hmm. definitely not prepared for. Yeah, so that's it for this week, right? Other than trying to discern whether Dick's wearing boxers or briefs or some kind of hybrid or I don't know, those sit <laughs> really weird on him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we discussed this earlier. <laughs> when we first were reading the issues, I think. Yeah. So make sure you check out our... I, we keep saying check out our social media. The easiest way to do that would honestly be just if you want to go to our website. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's linked in our all of our pages on our podcast, wherever you're listening to it. All our social media is kind of linked through our website. It's a really easy way to get a hold of stuff. Right, Brittany? Isn't it linked on there? Yeah, um, so our Twitter and Instagram, I believe, are. Our Tumblr is not. Yeah. Because they didn't support that. Brittany can, tends to put most of our stuff up on Tumblr because it's an easier format to read our pictures. And then links it through Instagram. Instagram's pretty active, too. I think Twitter's, like, the least active out of all of them. Uh, Twitter, I end up posting the uh, link to the new episodes and a link to the Tumblr. Yeah. Just because I've been averaging about like 40 reference photos per episode. Yeah, and if you want to look through all of them, that's honestly the best format because everything else kind of limits you on how many photos. But yeah, we are on Tumblr. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Everything is Keeping Up With The Wayne's Podcast. And then Twitter is K-U-W-T-W underscore podcast. But you can find us just by searching the name. We post at least weekly, if not every few days. Uh, yeah. We'll post more if you guys interact more. Yeah. Um, another thing is, if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, that's really helpful for the algorithms. We'll read whatever you guys review us as <laughs> on the next episode. If you guys want to well, leave a review, that's a little incentive for that. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll give some shout-outs, you know, whatever. Make you feel special on a podcast that, like, five people listen to. (laughs) Uh, I think that's it, right? Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Anthony in Post. I just figured I'd intro this song that we're ending the episode on. It's a song that Dick Grayson and the Duchess were dancing to in the ballroom scene. It's called A Gypsy Love Song by Bing Crosby.
of the forest are calling for thee, and the shades and the glades are lonely. Summer is there with her blossoms fair, and you are absent only. No bird that nests in the greenwood tree. But sighs to greet you and kiss you. All the violets yearn, yearn for your safe return. But most of all, I miss you. the doors closing <laughs> i didn't hear a single door closing i was clicking on my mouse so i hope that didn't come <laughs> um was that good yeah i think that was good i think we'll leave oh no what did i just okay i closed